just what's he got up there on what's that beyond there he's got some stuff there any bone what is he look, what are you looking at we, I can't. He's got some suitcases and shit, man. We should. Hey, could, we should go nick it. Can you see this? <laughs> Thanks for checking out Party Like a Rockstar podcast. I'm your host, Joel Miller. Today's episode is brought to you by Misha's Kind Foods. They're an LA-based small business making the world's finest non-dairy cheese spreads on the market today. They're delicious and healthy, made from a cashew and almond milk, and blended with various locally sourced fresh herbs, vegetables, and spices. There's no vegetable oils, soy, fillers, starches, or nutritional yeast. It's lactose-free, paleo, keto, kosher perev, and 100% vegan. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Mr. Bone. Where the fuck are you, man? I'm trying, there you, where, where are you? Yeah, where are you? I'm here. I'm here. We did, we did all this shit last time. Wait a minute. I'm in Birmingham. God, you look old, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see you. Where the fuck are you? I can see you, you ugly fucker. <laughs> you fucking get. You fucking old get. get. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I think Batty actually took a shower for this. Oh. Did, yeah. Can you see me, Joe? Well, you can't see me. We did, we did this last time. Wait a second, man. Sure, I think we did do this. We did this for like twenty did, minutes. Yeah. Well, minutes no, twenty minutes. Uh, yeah. Shit. There we there go. Oh, there you are. Shit, bone. Ah, I can see it. Are you That's logged awesome. on? Are you Where's logged on? Where's your knife and your onion, man? The onion and garlic. <laughs> I will leave your logo up. How are you, Bone? I'm doing great. I'm doing. You look good, great, man. man. You look fucking Thanks, great. Man. You look good too. Thank you, you old bastard. Fucking cat, fucking hell. No, the reason why Batty's already drunk is it's a lot later in the day. It's not because he's an Englishman, right? No, I got the football on on the TV. Oh, got oh that's the reason why he's yeah. drunk. All right, good. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not drunk. What do you mean drunk? I've just had a cup of tea. Bone knows about my tea. I like, I like my tea. My tea. I like tea, but I'm not very English because I don't like English tea. I do the caffeine-free tea. It's kind of pushed. You're English, Joel. You got that racing vibe about you, man. The race. So we're gonna start with the racing yeah. again. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't you don't realize the history you got there. You, you that's that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, actually, I have a Silver Springs trophy here around here somewhere from my dad. Man, Fangio. That when you said Fangio, that's it, brother. Yeah, that was, it's cool stuff. That he was a great guy. Yeah, uh, do you like Formula cool. One at all, Tommy? Formula One, the racing. I'm not too familiar with it. Really? Yeah, he has to get no. up out of bed to watch that shit. He don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so on the last time I had Batty on here, we had Ken Barr, who refused to come back with Batty ever again. <laughs> Emma, so, no, you would never do that, Kenny. He, he learned his lesson. He's, he's off yeah. to do better things. Batty does not have anything better to do, <laughs> which is why we're back with his friend Tommy, who got suckered into this. I've got a feeling here. So I'm going to spend a couple <laughs> seconds here. I'm going to introduce you. I'm going to say the same thing about Batty I did last time because he hasn't done jack shit since last time we talked. No, not a fucking thing. (laughs) thing. I have. I've just had a meeting with John Rattigan from L.A. Oh, cool. Yeah, here in Birmingham. Session guitarist from L.A. Are you trying to be cool? Are you name dropping? (laughs) I'll tell you what, he's cool. He's from Lower Aston in Birmingham. And he moved over to Yardley Wood to, 
to get the session right. He's a session man. He knows all about the sessions in in Birmingham. I'll tell you something. You should check him out. I, want, I actually said to him, do you want to come on this Zoom thing tonight? Yeah. And he went, uh, I'll see you, you know, you can come We're on. We're brave, what language is that? He went, yeah. He's Irish. Birmingham language. He's Irish. He's from LA, Little Aston. So, and he comes, he's come over to Yardley Wood to, you know, do this session. He knows about sessions. So, you good. Sure. All right. We were going to do the session from, I suggested a pub. That would be pretty cool. An English pub doing one of these. Oh, hell yeah. No, I would love to do that. I was actually speaking to a buddy of mine named. Darren Paltrowitz, who's like the guy who kind of got me into the idea wow. of the podcast. And he said, um, he said, if you hit up a lot of the beer guys, they'll all give you beer. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't you say beer. he's like, dude, yeah. anyway. OK, let's introduce. So Kevin Batty Walsh has worked for Weapon of Peace, Ruby Turner, Earth, Wind and Fire, Jeff Lynn, George Harrison, Metallica, Slayer, Tesla, Celtic Frost, Black Sabbath, Alice Cooper, Iron Maiden, he's worked for T-Pow, Bad Company, Soundgarden, Motorhead, Zuccaro, and Men at Work. In 2003, yeah. he stopped touring, and he now works for All Alliance. Are you still working for uh, All Alliance? Is that right? Yeah, I didn't stop. I just took a rest. I'm still out there. If anybody, anybody want, anyone of you want someone, I'm here. I'm ready. I was trying to start on a positive note by saying you were retired, <laughs> but okay, it's fine. <laughs> Old roadies never retire. They just like take a, take a powder. You know, if I saw this, I saw this bucket of eggs recently. They found yeah. some Chinese tomb that were like from fifth, from you know, from the fourth century or whatever. I'll do that too. I'll do that, that made me think of old ones. I was like, I wonder if Batty put the eggs in, in the tomb. <laughs> I did that too. Just, you wouldn't have left no eggs. You wouldn't have left GBH, any. GBH, man. Oh shit. <laughs> Tommy T Bone Cardona is a bass Mr. player. Bone. He's toured with Lita Ford, Alice Cooper, White Lion, Razor Bliss, the Reaganomics, and the Beat Angels. Yeah, man. Did you know that the Beat Angels is a Ricky Lee Jones song? Um, I did not. I don't know, right? But I believe it. I cool? believe it. Yeah, we, I saw, have... we saw Ricky Lee Jones at T Tokyo Dome Bone. Dude, was that when we were on tour? Was that when we yeah, were on tour? Yeah, yeah. Me and Derek started, yeah. we were there and we started laughing. You know, like yeah. when you're in church and you start yeah. laughing and you can't hold it. We yeah. were there through it. And, you know, the Japanese audience was very respectful and quiet. Yeah, and right, it just yeah. hit me and him. And we were just like, <laughs> we couldn't. Yeah, we, 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 we all went backstage. I've still got video of all that bone, you know that. I you do? Video. I do. Yeah. He has a whole closet filled of VHS tapes. Yeah, little MP3 things that I'm just, you know, I'm going to put out there. I he's got to transfer him. Got to transfer him. Joel, Joel's going to uh, help me with that, and, you know. I would, actually, if you want to. You would, yeah. Well, the only thing is, is the guys here in the States. But if you come here, we can figure it out. I'm sure we can find something there, though. But you should transfer it. You'll have a lot of fun looking through them. It's the point of it oh, all. Oh, man, you know? I have done them. They're so, they're so funny. I was going to embarrass Bone tonight, but I won't. i got some stuff here. There's, I might... My computer. Kind of what, you know what that means. Yeah. What, what that really saying, means is he in, fully intentionally is to, <laughs> intends to do See, that. That's my, what it, my computer is resting on this box of videos. Look, uh, you know, no, just yeah. You know, wait a minute. There's some MP. Look, some little ones as well. Bone. Some of them uh, got you on, brother. Those are you for know, the Batty, little. Those I are for little roadies. Have a power strip. <laughs> 
that you wrote, yeah. you wrote T-Bone on that I had I think, in the yeah. rig. I all, the good ones, all the good ones have got bone on. Got bone. <laughs> <laughs> all great. right, so would you have thought appearing here with yeah. Batty would be a bad move for your career? <laughs> Um, yes, Daddy's absolutely. Bad move Daddy's episode had the worst reviews yet. I mean, oh, cool. Did he? Oh, did he? Yeah, Actually, see, I couldn't even say it with enthusiasm because it's bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. Did he have bad reviews? Oh. I didn't even see. I, I mean, I didn't see the review thing, but oh, it did good. It did real good, did actually. Like two yeah. people. Yeah, I don't care what you fucking think. This is the rock and roll. Fuck you all. I work yeah. for Motred. What can I say? And T Bone, I work for him as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why he's here. That's why we got him. I'm here for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He wouldn't have come on. The first one on my list. Hey, Joel's like, hey, who, which artist that you work for would you like to come on and do? Because I'm thinking we could do that. And I'm like, that's a great idea. T Bone. Yeah, I think it would be cool. I want to start bringing on artists and roadies. And then we all That's a good idea, man. That's a great idea. Well, I've got a few lined up now. So I think it will be. I think it'll be real fun. And, it's just just talking, hanging out, talking about whatever. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's a great idea because, like, I mean, Bone will take as we go through this. I guess we hung out a lot, and yeah. and Coop was one of their kind of bands where that that particular band, Bone, the crew hang out with the band, and there was no. This is the crew. This is, we all hung out together, man. No, I, I believe a lot shit. of the time we stayed in the same hotels and stuff. All that shit, yeah. Together. Yeah, man. Yeah, was, we had a great. Coop always had a great crew, and that crew was phenomenal. Batty was phenomenal. Okay. How was long phenomenal. you'd been with Alice Cooper already for a while before he came on board? Yeah. Who me? me. Uh, well, so t- I know. So Tommy, you came in for you did an album. You did one album with them. So you did a I tour did for one, what? One, I did his album, Trash is the World Tour. Trash is yeah. World Tour. So Poison, yeah. the song Poison, I know. So. Yes, correct. Right. See. Yeah, Bone but, came in. I done, I done uh, raise your fist and yell and. and that was my first one. We went through last time, Joel. Right. And then Trash came along and, and they were like, uh, you, you take care of Al Petrelli and, and Paul Taylor and keyboards, but we got another guy coming in to take care of Al who he knows, which was Kenny Barr. Yeah. So, and now we got Dutch Michaels taking care of, of T-Bone and Pete Friesen. And then when we when Kenny comes in, Dutchie's gonna leave. Dutchie's Dutchie's like an American. I told you last time the first American guy I ever heard in England. He was he's all around the rehearsal rooms in in London. Dutchie's a great guy, fantastic. He came in, took care of Bone and Pete. Kenny finished whatever he was doing. It might have been Debbie Gibson or something. I can't. I'm not really sure. He, he took over with Al and and Paul Taylor, and then I moved across stage to Bone and the brilliant Pete Friesen. Actually, that first gig, um, that I don't think that was him tacking. That no. was the other guy. That was the other that guy. Dutch, so, yeah. Remember this, Bat. Okay, so we we had the first gig in Belgium, in Brussels. Yeah, that's right. The, uh, and, the forest and, national. Um, I remember going on the bus there. So did you do, re- did we, you do we, your rehearsals in Belgium or did you do them? No, we did didn't. We did pre-production in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Bat wasn't there for that. Um, they, no, you know, like sure. always, they use guys that are going to be teching and being in the show at the same time. I yeah. forgot what the guy's name was, but he was doing me and Pete at first. That was Dutch. And Dutch. that first gig, you know, we're all going to uh, going to the stage, and 
I don't know who, what was it, Putter that would be flashing the light going, okay, yeah. we're ready to go. Cooper's yeah. in his spot. Davis, and yeah. the guy the guy hands me my bass with three strings on it. <laughs> oh, and he's flashing, going, okay, let's go. And I'm like, no, no. Yeah. And then you come over. I believe it was either you or Kenny. I couldn't see because it was pitch black. Kenny was there. Put, that was because the guy was like, oh, you're, you're, the string keeps breaking. I'm like, well, I still need one on there, you know. And then you put it on there, you know. And that yeah. that was that was scary, but got it on. And you know, Joel, sometimes angels have bat wings, you know. That's yeah, awesome. that's nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that, that, you see, I learned that lesson, Bone, like later on when I did Metal Church with Metallica on Master of Puppets, right? Mm-hmm. And Big Mick got me out. He said, "Come and take care of these guys, Metal Church. They're a great." That's band. a hard rock band. Tommy, just like uh, you. yeah, talk, do you know them, Tommy? Just letting you know, but, yeah, long it's not Earth, Wind, and Fire, which I want yeah. to hear about. Earth, Wind, and Fire <laughs> would have been fucking did you great. Get <laughs> Batty, did you do Verdine? When you tapped Earth, Wind, and Fire, did you do Verdine, the bass player? No, I didn't do the bass player. We weren't that good. Of... <laughs> when I'm awesome. on, on metal, metal Church, that um, Big Mick gets me the gig. He's like, we're doing Europe, Master Pubs. Come out. These guys are great. And let me tell you, Metal Church were a fantastic band. They were fucking awesome. So I'll meet them all. We're all setting up at the first gig, and I've got all the shit together. I'm doing uh, guitars for Craig, and I'm doing bass for Doof, who's on the other side of the stage, right? And that's it. And I think there's a guy doing drums, but I'm taking care of that shit. And the intro tape is playing to the first gig. And I go over to Duke, give him his guitar, and he says, hey, Bat, you did tune us down half a step. And I went, no, I fucking didn't. Uh, we played, and the intro tape's going. Up, and Craig's got his guitar on. I'm like, holy shit. Aiden Mullen stepped in from Metallica, the guitar tech. And he went, don't worry about I'll take, I'll take care of Duke. You take care of Craig. And by the end of the intro tape, we're on. You know, Aiden, Aiden Mullen is scheduled to come on tomorrow. <laughs> oh, oh, is he? Oh, it's man. Well, give funny. Him, give him my best. He's a, he's a real good friend of mine. And let me tell you something. While, while I was on that tour, that whole Metallica crew, there's Aiden, Lars, uh, Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Kircher, who's an asshole. No, he ain't an asshole. He knows, he knows he's an asshole. They, they took care of me as well. With that whole crew with Bobby Schneider, they were all like, it don't matter your support band, or not. You, you're one of us, you're part of that team. I've had some great laughs. Eddie Kircher's great, and I, and you know, Aiden just went back, I'll take care of this, you take care of that. And it it learned me a lesson. Anytime I go to a band now, wherever the band is, I always ask, do you use any different tunings? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and band company do so, eh? but yeah, that's where that came from, Bone. Three strings mm-hmm. on. I know you're good, Bone. I didn't know you were that good. Three strings. I thought, My you know, God. He, needs another, he needs another one here. <laughs> Gotta learn your chops. <laughs> Gotta learn your chops. Did you, do you remember that? Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that was the Forest National in Belgium. A really we, horrible. You, you were in pre-production, and then you were no, just... No, fake- that, no. That's because they did pre-production in LA, and, they, yeah. and Toby or whatever said, we got this guy in Europe, which would be me from the tour previous. Raise your yeah, hand and that was like, you know what it's like with Coop? You, you just get called back, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like Potter, Tom, Dan, everybody gets called back. 
And that's yeah. why they're not going to fly me out to LA to do a pre-production with you guys. They're just going to go, yeah. Bone, we got a guy in Europe to take care of you. You know? Thank God. Thank yeah, God. You know? How did you get the Cooper gig, Tommy? Uh, I auditioned. <laughs> I auditioned. I, uh, I heard about it. Um, a friend of mine, Houston Tech, and who I knew from playing with Lita, um, Gavin, he had a copy of the new record, but the auditions weren't for months. No. So I went back back here, and then and then the fall it went out, and I went back like seven times. I get called back no. seven times. No shit, I didn't know that. There was tons of people, and Coop was wow. cool. Coop, yeah, Coop was funny, you know. Um, I remember sitting on a road case, just playing, warming up, and there were guys auditioning in there, and he. He comes around and he does his Jerry Lewis like, oh, they're horrible. <laughs> not going to say who it was, but it was so, But the funny. seven times then that you were playing, uh, you had already got the gig and you were you were both playing with like another guy to see if he was the right fit. Or? We were, yeah, they all did so they could keep auditioning the rest of the positions. You know, um, Pete was around because Pete was in the Poison video. Oh and yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was. Yes. He, he plays bass in the Poison video. Yeah, he does. Yeah, um, that's correct. Yeah. And so they, they they loved Pete, and Pete stayed around. I believe Pete was pretty much one of the first ones hired. I think he's a great man, great guitar. Yeah, player. and then, a, then I then dude. I heard, and then they had another drummer, and then they all auditioned guitar players, and you know Al came in, and that was freaking great. Yeah. Oh, he's um, off scale. And then we got then um, Al Brown and Derek. And Derek did yeah. great. And um, yeah. then we had Tom's with the drummer again. Yeah, they weren't Jonathan. happy with the drummer. Now Al, Al wasn't happy with the drummer. So Alice was going to want to put a, a fucking uh, a trapdoor beneath the drums. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he's funny, dude. He's funny. And and um, <laughs> and then um, uh, uh, Jonathan Moody came in audition. And Jonathan yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He was a great band. Yeah. Did you ever hear, Bone? Did you? you well, you were there. You must have known how. You, you know when we got Eric Singer? Yeah, that was in the second when we already did one tour, and then Jonathan, he went I off believe, to... had an obligation to go play with Satriani again or That's something. That's right, yeah, yeah, and and, uh, so, and then we had a uh, a few days off in LA or something, and then yeah, they guys... had, it was a short time. Eric had to get yeah. in there real quick and do all yeah. that. Yeah, there was a, a rehearsal room, and um, there's Toby Leeds. and me and Alice Leeds. and Lee's, yeah, and and you guys. And everyone yeah. that came in, you did, I don't suppose you know this, Bone, we're at the end of that rehearsal room. There was like a couch and there was me, Toby and Alice. And, and me and Alice had this LA Times held out between us. And the drummers had come in and start playing. And Cooper said, play this, play that. And it was really cool. It was really cool for anyone walking yeah, yeah. in. There was no pressure, man. No, and, no. And Alice would be sitting, we'd be sitting behind this LA Times looking at each other going, where? Well, <coughs> And then he's Eric funny, Singer walked, he's so funny. He's great, man. And then Eric, Eric walked in and went through like half a song, and Coop's going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Drops the LA Times. He goes, "You got the gig, you got the gig, man." Eric Singer. Yeah, yeah. It was so funny. Coop's Coop's hilarious, man. He's a proper guy. Oh, he's you know? funny. He's so funny. That's a, one yeah, of the best man. parts. He's, is rock, he's a rock star who's not a rock star. When we remember when we played Paris. And um, yeah. he dedicated under my wheels to Steve Bader's, who had got hit by a car in Paris. And his wife was there. Should have dedicated and to Kenny Barr, who got hit by a few cars in Paris that night. 
<laughs> oh, that's the story you told last time where he was drunk yeah, and he went back. Yeah, it was Kenny funny. Ball, yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. That yeah. was a good one. Did you yeah. tell Joel the story about you and um, was it Chicago when you had the onion and the knife at the hotel? The uh, yeah, security? yeah, they did. It was freaking great. <laughs> onion, onion on toast. But it's an it was funny because when we, were there, nasty. when we were there, Derek used to play with Buddy Miles. So Derek asked me, yeah. well, hey, do you want to go meet Buddy Miles? I'm like, fuck yeah. You know? Yeah. So we went to his pad and hung out with, with Buddy and his girlfriend. And, and Buddy did a little singing. And it was fucking cool because he had, he had a voice like an angel. He was beautiful. And then we went and we went to some place where he was, um, he had a steady gig playing. And he came to our gig that night. And I don't yeah. know if you remember, but you, you know, you always have the deli tray. You yeah, know, yeah. we never oh, ate yeah, it, yeah. but let's have a like yeah. where did our deli tray go, was it? And then our yeah, background yeah. singer, Devin, goes, it was like, where's you guys see my deli tray? Like, no, I said, there goes Buddy walking around the deli tray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Devin, God bless her. <laughs> Funny. When you did Lita Ford, was there a guy working named Keith Robert Warshalock? The tech? I don't know. When I play with Lita, we had texts, you know, Roger V's, you know, Roger. Oh, Addy. Yeah. Roger works for, I think, Def Leppard now, but yeah, Roger yeah. was great. And uh, Richard Cole was our tour manager. Oh, I really um, know Richard Cole, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Sharon Osborne was our manager at the yeah. time, the previous manager at the time. And, you know, we had, you know, it was great. It was a good touring thing, yeah. Yeah, you got on wheel, you got on wheel with Sharon. I did. Uh, yeah. It was great. She was great. Yeah, she, was, fun, yeah. she was really good at what she did. You know, everything yeah. ran pretty smoothly. You know. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Unlike with me, you, and Pete Friesen, we always <laughs> ran smoothly on our side of the stage. That know, was very smooth. It was, and you know, Joel T Bone used to kick my ass most nights because Coop does this. Uh, this he song says it like, like it's such a tough thing to do. Look at. <laughs> Yeah, it is because he's like he's like seven foot tall, and I'm only like three foot. And it's hard to it's hard to reach in the dark. He couldn't never get me. And even she tried, but we do gutter cats, and and that's like the whole crew against the band and Coop. And at the end, there's this fight scene. It's 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 kind of choreographed, but it hasn't. It isn't. You know, there's no. We didn't do it in rehearsals, did we? Bone. We just said, well, we'd come and. Kick the shit out of you, and you swing your guitar. Seeing you, and you yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and Timmy Gallup, and Kenny Barr, and Jeff yeah. Matt. You would have excelled in improv, Batty. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, it was he tried to kick me several nights. He could never get me. I just his legs are long, but they weren't that long, man. I was just out of reach. <laughs> Pete, Pete Friesen nearly chinned me with a guitar a couple of times. Oh yeah, you know, you know and he you was some guitar head, player. Bone, you and you and Pete together. Well, that trash band. Was something else. That it was, was fun. It was a good band. That was ah, oh, was a great band, man. Every night. Did, did you say he hit you with your headstock? Did he accidentally hit you with his with his headstock? He, he nearly caught me, and he and he knew it, and he came off, and he went, oh, "Did I get you?" I went, "No, you you're not that good." <laughs> but he was so close, man. But every night, dude, I he, I tagged Lita one night. We were yeah. I don't remember. We were on tour, and I I had my old. I had you used to call the plank my old sloppy yeah, bass. Yeah, that bass. was great, man. That was a great bass. So I, I, we were, you know, plank. fucking playing, and I spin and I, I hit her right in the leg, and wow. she had four, you know, a machine head, you know, <laughs> yeah. on her leg. And when I did it, I was just like, sorry. It's just all, yeah. ah, 
It's rock and roll. He had this. Yeah, she's, got, she's awesome. She's so awesome. had this like this this great Fender P base. I call it the planket, and it, you know I made out it was a piece of shit. You know what? It wasn't. And you had that alembic, which is a gorgeous thing to play. But yeah. you know what? I take the P base over. It was the alembic. Yeah, I, I sold that P base to my buddy Carl Cochran, wow. and he ended up touring. He's a guitar player, but he ended up touring with Ace playing bass. So it was, and I saw him oh, at the house. That's cool. Playing, yeah. So it was kind of cool. That was a great guitar, man. I, I got a 64 Fender P bass here. That's nice. Yeah. You ever use it? Do you want, do you want to sell doors it? Open. Yeah, they bone. They'll have that off you. Yeah. Dude, when I, was, when I was playing with White Lion, we were rehearsing um, at the power station in, I think it's, it's North North Hollywood or something like that. It was in the okay. Valley. Yeah. And Van Halen was rehearsing there on their, um, I don't remember the album was the one that had Pound Cake on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was just sitting, like sitting on a road case, just playing that bass. And Eddie was walking around the halls, and and I'm like, wow, fucking Eddie, and cigarette in his mouth, and he's walking around. He came by, he's all cool bass, and I'm like, yeah, you like it? And he's like, yeah. I go, you want to buy it? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, no. That's <laughs> all I got. He was great. He had a great sense of humor too. He was funny. Wow. Yeah, but he did. Yeah, fucking great bass that one. The Alembic was a beautiful piece of craftsmanship, you know. That was yeah. some, some fucking. How many bases do you have now, Tommy? Now, now I've I'm only gone down to I have a '73 Jazz um, cool. with the big block inlays um, that yeah. I got. I have an '81. I got an '81 Jazz. Yeah, oh, I, I love it. Once, but but um, yeah, I have a '78, a uh, February '78, uh, 4001 Rickenbacker that I've been playing mostly lately um, i did some I don't have like 300 bases or anything no i don't get a 300 bases no. oh, that's good what's a, what what's do i do with all those bases i don't what's know people buy like? collecting them what's that you ever play back one, alike? Alike? You have one yeah i have a couple but i don't play them yeah that's silly but yeah. Yeah. i have a <laughs> memorabilia dealer so i have them they uh they belong to john mcvee so they did. Right on. Oh, yeah. There you go. There's a nice, yeah. There's a nice little. Uh, I've, I've just got rid of it. It's back in your country now. I got rid of uh, the Gibson Les Paul Deluxe Chris Cornell gave me. I know. I'm pissed with you about it. Well, actually, I can't be oh, pissed. Yeah. I didn't know you, but I would have. Uh... Why'd you let it go? <laughs> Why'd you let it go, Bat? Oh, I had it since ni- like 1990, 91 when I did a two with him and he gave it me at the end. And he never used Deluxes on stage, he used, he used standard. And it's been, you know what? It just sat in the case, and and when he passed away, God rest you, Chris. I, I opened the case, and even in the case, you know, it got dusty and shit. You know that bone? You just leave them, and they just get dust. And I took yeah. it out, and I cleaned it up, and I put it away again. And then recently, last year, hmm. on some website, Facebook, or some people were going, "This is my Les Paul," and put your Les Paul up, show us a Les Paul, and I put this is mine, and it was. You know, given to me by Chris, and and it sat there, and somebody made me an offer on it. I thought, you know what, it sat there for all that time, and I'm really, yeah. really grateful that he, he he gave me a gift like that. But you know, it should be played, shouldn't it? You know, it should be out there and and, and being played, and and I hope that someone's making some great music with it. You know, yeah. you and, sold to and, someone in New York, right? Yeah, New York. Yeah. Yeah, and there was an Iron Maiden strap that Yannick had given to me from from Iron Maiden, all signed with Clive Bird's signature as well, and that went at the same time. And, and you and you kind of look at these. I mean, Bone Al gave me like a Kramer sustainer, 
I remember that. I remember, and he's, you know, and it's, there's nothing on it that says it was ours, but he played it and he used it for school aid, but and it's sitting there in a case, and I think, well, someone should perhaps be playing this, you know. And, I, yeah. Instruments are meant to be played. Yeah, and anything with the Chris Corn. A lot of people just them and stick them under their bed. Stick them on, yeah, and, that, and, and when I looked at the serial number on, on the one Chris gave me, my birthday is the 18th of July, and this was made on the 19th, and this was like the 22nd, I think. So it was kind of, it's really weird. The guitar yeah. was made in July, either side of our birthday. And, but, hey, you know what? I didn't do anything with it, and I hope whoever's got it is doing something with it, and good luck to him, you know? And uh, The guy you said his name wasn't Ed, huh? Who played with, with Lee? Um, I did Lita's tour. The first tour I did was I got hired by her in 87 and we did that, that, you know, the Lita album that had Kiss Me Deadly on it. And, um, um, no, we didn't, I don't think so. No. Dave Panels was our sound guy. Um, we, Mark Kuntz, um, Gunner, um, Chuck Dalba was a drummer. Steve Fister was a uh, guitar player. Martin Gerswitz was our uh, keyboard player. Um, Donnie Register was our bus driver. I don't know if you dealt with Donnie. He's an old, I don't think he's around anymore, but he yeah. was awesome. Wow. I did have a, so here's a, this is an important question for you, Tom. Okay. Yeah. With, Light Lion, with White Lion, there are so many pretty songs to play. When you played the pretty songs on stage, was it hard not to think about Batty? Or did you only think about Batty when you played When the Children Cry? Because that's a very, very good. I cried. I saw the baddie and I cried. Um, <laughs> we cried many a time. A little tear for Batty. Yeah, this is a, this is a bat. bat. Um, we, have, we have to have a good cry, didn't we, Bone? Mostly after we've been out all we did, night. We, we did, yeah. <laughs> we had some good cries. Me, you, and we Pete, and, and Kenny, and oh, God, that. <laughs> Do you know something, Joe? In, in Japan yeah. and, and oh, then, Kenny uh, Butler, Hawaii. Yeah. You broke your Hawaii. you broke your collarbone. Oh, you only been there five minutes. I broke my collarbone. Oh, do you, if you don't remember, we were just in New Zealand, and I got a bite on my leg. That got that's infected. right, yeah. And then we, on the plane flight, <laughs> you got a bite in New Zealand. My leg, my, my, yeah, some my woman's yeah, no like this big. <laughs> yeah, what bit you in New Zealand? They don't have snakes yeah. or nothing. That was a I woman. Knew, some knew, woman knew, at insect, gig, you know, insect, insect bites me. I'm, I'm allergic to them, and it's just yeah, huh. the way it goes. I sank my teeth into him once or twice. No reaction. He's <laughs> hungry. The guy eats yeah. onions on toast. I would believe it. Yeah, I work for Motorhead. Nothing can live in this body. Come on, I'm, I just went for my second vaccine. Did you? Yeah, and they and they wouldn't go. They're putting the needle in. And they said it's not going in. And I looked. I went. Well, would you want to live in this? <laughs> I've worked for Motorhead. I'm already ahead of everybody. And they were like, it smell like garlic. Oh like, yeah, loads of protection. garlic. Loads of garlic. Work for Motorhead. What's going to live in this body? You know. All right. It's so a real question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So for you guys, so when you're replacing somebody, so white line. That last one was a real question. What do you mean? <laughs> the crying stuff with the when the children. Yeah, he always thinks so. He's, yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. You see those CDs behind him right now? Yeah. Ten of those yes. are that album. Them, just them to make sure. All them are not, they're they're all they're all white lion. The you whole the whole got solo albums. The bootleg solo collection. Albums. The bootleg collection. I'll tell you something, Joel. <laughs> what? This guy thinks about me so much. I, like. Years after Trash, I was on tour with Iron Maiden 
Yeah. And we played, we played, look, it's Bone will know this once in no, a while. No, that was Alice. You, you want to with Alice. Alice? With Alice. And Bone would know this once in a while. I'll get Jones in for, I've got to have a pint of Guinness, which is not normally what I drink when I'm in England. But when I'm away, I've got to have a Guinness. And some of the best Guinness outside of Ireland has been New York and Boston and shit. We play Compton Terrace, and I haven't had a pint of Guinness for like three, four weeks. And Dan Stevenson and, and Putter, Tom Hanlon, and everybody, Kenny, they're all looking where we, where we can find Guinness. And Compton Terrace, there's, there's nothing there. And the support band turns up, and Bones in the support band. And what's he got with him? And this Compton Terrace is like a bazillion degrees. He turns up and goes, yo, Bat. I bought you these four Two. cold Guinness. I'm mm. like, you, what the? Where did you, where did you find these? What do you want, Bone? In, in the, <laughs> yeah, that's it. What do you want? Yeah, what well, do you want, man? Well, yeah, we you're... we just got we were just got down from doing um, a West Coast jaunt before yeah. that gig, and I knew I was going to see you, so I knew I was going to because yeah, after the gigs, we used to bring you guys beer. I mean, Al did it right, with Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, We'd always bring him beer because they yeah. bust their ass. So I knew I was going to see him like, oh, I'm going to see bad. I'm going to, I got to bring him beer. But I was yeah. having a problem with my rig, my, 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 um, my speakers. Oh, right. yeah. Cause they were just yeah. beat to shit. And, um, yeah. and I, um, I, 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 I remember asking their bass player at the time, if I could use just the cabinets, if I could just use yeah. a cabinet to plug into. And he said, no. And I understand that, you know, you know, a lot of times, yeah, because I mean, I've I've let somebody use my gear that had a five string, and he blasted, and that amp never sounded right again. So I yeah. did, but I also yeah. know the code of the West. If someone needs help, you help. Like remember yeah. when we remember when um what was that band? It was Doc McGee band that opened up for Front. Remember that band? Yeah. With with Alice, and the yeah. bass player's bass something happened. Oh He's like, yeah, they need yeah, to use yeah. The bass. I'm like, give them a bass to use. You know, use yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah, man, yeah, you're cool like that, man. So <laughs> I go there. And I'm like, uh, he didn't let me, he's not going to let me use it. But I get to the stage and there's Batty with the lead. There you go, Bone. And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, well, you're going to plug in. There's your cabs, Bone. You're using those. The ones you're not there's supposed your, to there's use. Your, there's your Guinness, brother. Don't worry so, about it. You're using them. What about the bass player? Fuck the bass player. <laughs> <laughs> you're the bass player, too. What's it like Maybe when you're replacing of, somebody? So... So for you, Tommy, you replaced James Lomenzo with White Lion. And then for yeah, you, Batty, we talked about it. We talked about it, I think, in the last one. You had to replace. Wasn't you? No, you know what? It wasn't you. So it was actually that guy I mentioned earlier. It was this guy, Warchalock, who he, he got a gig and they wanted to let the guy. I think it was for Lita Ford. They wanted to let the guy go the mm-hmm. day. Uh, so he set up he, the guy already set up his, his corner. And they were going to let him go. So this dude had already said, was, was he a bass player? Was he a tech? What was he? It was a tech. So he actually tried out for Lita Ford and they, he's like, you know, he didn't learn the, the vocals. He just learned how to oh, play. Wow. So they said to him, like, did you, did you learn any of the, 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 and he's like, no, I mean, nobody told me to. So he said he probably should have, but years later he ended up being a tech for her. I, I don't know for how long. I don't remember. We didn't get into it, but I had him on there. He was a very entertaining guy. He's very fun. Um, Lita hired great, great people too. And that, that, that's funny, you know, cause when I auditioned with Lita, I only learned one song. I did not, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I was busy working. I was working at Musicians Institute painting 
and those auditions were coming up and uh, um, my boss didn't want to let me go because I'd just gone through doing auditions for Great White. They were oh, just getting rid of their We had the oh. same manager. Our manager, Alan Niven, was managing the band yeah. I was in, Letching Gray, Great White, and Guns N' Roses at the time. So wow. I had to audition. I didn't get that gig. But um, when the leader came up, he didn't want to let me go. My boss was like, no, you're not going to auditions. I'm like, ah. And I remember going out during the, during the break, and I had a teacher, Artie Renshaw. And uh, he's, he's, like, he's like, what's the matter, Bone? What's the matter? I'm just like. Uh, I want to go to an audition and Rick won't let me go. And he's like, what did you move to California for? To paint or to play bass? Yeah. And I go, well, to get a gig. Just go to your fucking audition. Fuck him, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I did. And I got the gig. And I'm and I'm very grateful for it. Well, didn't know you cool. did audition for Great White. Wow, that could have been some fun, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then they ended up opening for Alice later. That's right, yeah. That's where we were on. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great band. I mean, well, yeah, they're, they're great. great. Yeah, I reached out to. Did you see in the news lately that guy got swallowed up by a whale? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was going to try and bring him on with somebody from Great White, <laughs> yeah. but he hasn't gotten That'd back. Be great. To me. <laughs> bring him on with me and back. Yeah, that's wrong. Well, he didn't write well, back. I don't know. I, I wrote to the fella, but it was like, hey, you know, you want to call with somebody from Great White? Well, we we Jack, we, we Great White. I remember. I don't know if you remember, but we 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 were with Great White. Now we were in Canada for like January, February, and March, freezing our ass. Yeah. And one of the flights we took, we all traveled together. I think it was Jack Russell tried to get up in the middle of the flight and open the fucking emergency door. Did he? I, <laughs> yeah. um, Jack, when we were on that flight, we're, we're, I think we were going from one part of Canada uh, we to jumped on part him. of Canada. And Jack goes to me, he's like, you want to smoke a cigarette? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. smoking here. So we go in the bathroom and he does this whole trick with blowing in the toilet and everything. I'm like, great. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to open the door. I, we all jumped on him, and I think Potter said it's not a good idea, boy. Yeah, that's, no. that's scary. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Scary. It, 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 it wouldn't have opened, but you know, it was. They were, <laughs> it's not the were, point. No, no that bored. Go. I mean, what the was he bored? Was he all, yeah, was he all yeah. gacked up or something? What was he doing? I was, oh, I was on something. I don't know. Probably. T- Probably too much Canadian beer. You know what? That's that's good beer. That is. You got to watch that shit. Molson. Yeah, it's just shitty American headache beer that you got down there. That's like that. Yeah, forget it. But yeah, I mean, that, they were they were a great. You know something? They were a great band. And I, I when I did the sound check the one day, and I went on stage, and it was you know for a rock band, it was so quiet on stage. Yeah, it sounded great, yeah. and I went out to Fred. I think it was Fred White was the engineer. It was a great fucking Fred. Engineer. Yeah, Fred. Fred did. Yeah, um, a, I think Fred a did. Uh, you mean Sound Man? The Sound Man, Fred. Yeah, yeah he, he did, he was, he did he was, the tour for Lita. He he did part um, of that tour too. He's he a good sound great guy, man. Let me tell you, and I went out. I said, Fred, I've, I've never walked around on a stage, a band soundcheck, and I can talk over these guys. And he he said, Batty, that's it's been a battle, but you know what? I keep them down before in ears and all this, Joel. It was all monitors and shit. I keep them down low, but he said, Come out front and have a listen to the. I said, I'm always out front listening to the. He said, Come and stand here and listen to the sound. And it was fucking awesome. It, what an engineer, man. Fred's. Oh, that's cool. Super. Yeah, the, the business. And now, now, the way things are now, everybody has in ears and there's no amplifiers on stage and they're all on I can't. You know, I can't and, do the inner ears, bad. No, they fall I, I know. out. Yeah, they wouldn't do for you. And, and 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 that time Fred had sort of been he was like twenty years ahead in another way. He just he just I'm like, how do you get those guys to play at that level? They're a fucking rock band. He yeah, just, I told them, and, and they oh. fucking did. 
what is it like? So what's it like to replace somebody? So you're, you're replacing, you know, James Lomenzo and white lion. And are you hearing the rest of the band, the time going like, Oh, you know, James, blah, blah, blah. Or the audience. Yeah, I mean, I remember Lita actually, there was the one who recommended me to Mike for that. They, um, I knew, but I knew both James and Greg. Um, and actually James was one of the first persons I called when they, I heard about him like, Hey, they're calling me to play for him. He's just, you know, he's like, yeah, it's, you know, keep an eye on yourself, whatever. I don't remember yes. exactly what he said, but, um, but it was cool. I mean, I, those, those guys were, they were cool, but you know, it was, it was that, what was that like 1992 Probably or something two, yeah. when, you know, record companies were not, they weren't supporting bands that much anymore then. So, yeah. you know, they had an obligation to finish the tour. So me and uh, Jimmy DeGrasso were hired. Oh, Jimmy's get, great drummer. Yeah. No. Hmm. Yeah, and it was one easy. You just cruised in, and you, you fill the shoes. You know, not to be rude. I mean, fill the shoes. You know, as best you can. It's not to be whatever. And everybody's yeah. happy. I mean, there was nothing. And then, so what about you, Batty? You ever get a gig where you're doing you're doing work, and they say, "Oh, well, you know, the last tech used to do this and that," or you're like, "Well, you know, I don't give a well, shit." Well, you know, yeah. Uh, well, you know, Joel, uh, 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 on the last one when i said about the first kooky when they flew me out to paris remember that and i got a phone call at home can you come to paris tonight and you're doing uh, all the guitars and the keyboards and the drum tech and i replaced um he's no longer with us and uh, i met him briefly scal lorette and mm. you know i don't know too much about him but he didn't cut the gig and cooper been on tour for a while but i, I got that that call to go out and replace him and and you know no one was disparaging about scal i'll say that um and the same with chris cornell when i got that call again sitting at home in birmingham and kev from birmingham we went to seattle going can you come out and sort out chris cornell and the guitar was playing up and we went through it uh, and he had he had techs that were good techs but they just didn't know how to cure that problem same with yeah. Yannick. I told you before, didn't I, that when Dickie Bell said, if you last five days, you'll last three days longer than anybody has when I worked, started working for Yannick. And and one of the techs that worked for Yannick before me was Mike Clements. And I was working for Tony Iommi, who Bone knows well. I was working for Tony Iommi. And then I went to work for Yannick. Mike Clements came in to work for Tony Iommi and he's still with Tony Iommi. And I know Mike Clement. I, we knew each other from before. And I'm thinking, why can't Mike do this? Because he, he's well capable. And all that was was just Yannick's character, I suppose, how he was on stage. Yeah. Was te technically, out of Mike Clements' reach, it was just the guy. And with Soundgarden, it was it wasn't Chris. It was Chris, but it was it wasn't Chris. It was the problem he was having with the with the wireless system. I knew yeah, the Gibson, you said. Yeah, and yeah, and I knew how to fix that. And these texts that were with him before, again, good texts. But I, I just knew how to fix that problem with that particular radio system. You know? What was and the gig? What kind of to get? What was the one? Sorry. Sorry, Tommy. What did you say? I was saying, what wireless was that? What, what kind of wireless? What was the issue with it? I don't really want to say. I will if it was. It was a Samsung. Mm. And it was the battery pack. Mm. And that, that was the problem. That was all the problem was with it. And the way they the were temperamental. They were temperamental, yeah, weren't they? That's the way the battery sat in the pack. Mm -hmm. And 
I solved it. And it's only because I'd done it before with Tesla. They had before, like long before 87, they had the same thing. And I knew how to solve that problem with that Samsung battery pack. And that was just knowledge that I, I knew. I knew how to fix it. You know, I mean, your problem was T-Bone. You only had three strings on your base. Usually you needed four. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my, my heart was right here. <laughs> And and put you and you know that that band that trash band, there was never big drama. You know one. You know how it is, T Bone. When we do the gutter cuts, and you're with Coop, and you, and and it's like if you break a string, you take care of it because it's the part of the show. And there's only one time that Pete broke a string during that. And you know what Pete did? He went over and picked up the spare and carried on. Yeah. Yeah. Young men out, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, Joel, the, the trash band. I mean, Coop's had some great bands. He's still got some great bands. But for me, it's the only one I've worked with and, and, and raise your fist and yell. That was a great band. But mm. the trash band, man, that was some. To me, they were fucking something else altogether. Yeah, special. On stage cool. and off stage, man. They were, and, and the band would come and find all us to hang out on a day off. We'd all go off. And with, with Bone, we'd all meet up somewhere, wouldn't we? Yeah. And we'd, just, and we'd hang. You know, we just had it was a great band. Remember going around Paris with John Camp and yeah. <laughs> you all like Paris. <laughs> you America, you all like Paris because I couldn't. <laughs> they didn't know what you were saying. <laughs> you from Ohio originally, Tommy? Yes, I'm from Columbus. Yeah, yeah. My parents came off the boat from Italy to Columbus. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Caradonas and the Chizulis, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, totally. We were we were right in Italy, John. We had got, the Caradonas yeah, and the John Chizuli, and we were okay. <laughs> we were standing behind them. This is Caradona. This is Chizuli. We're okay. I'm Irish. I'm in anyway. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. My honorary Guinea. Yeah. 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 I've still got the flask as well, there, Bone. Yeah. I'll get out with it. Yeah. yeah. Me and Pete. Pete got you a flask. Absolutely. That's right. In, in some Slovakia or somewhere. It was my birthday, Joel. And they, they bought me. I don't know. I have no idea why, but they got me this lovely hip flask. And on the bottom, it says the bat flask from T Bone and Pete. That's cool. In the middle of Slovakia. So I should have dug that out, really, shouldn't I? Tonight, I, I, I trust it's full right now, right? Yeah, of course it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, it's not. It's quite only a little bit left. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. That means you're putting it to use. That's right, exactly. That's be a shame awesome. to put it in the drawer and look at it, you know. Yeah. You know. So I like to ask, I don't remember if I asked you guys this, Batty. You can let me know. So my friend has a uh, a daughter in fifth grade. Did I ask you this stuff, Batty? No. All right. So my friend has a daughter in fifth grade and uh, she knew I was going to do a podcast. And she said to me, you should ask the people when they first felt famous. And so, you know, bear in mind, this is a fifth grade girl. So yeah. to make it a broader question, uh, when was the first time you felt good about yourself? You felt famous. You felt like you were a celebrity. You felt like you were doing the right thing. You put a smile on your face. Just some event that made you feel great or worth telling something that made you you. Yeah. Well, I'm never, I'm not a celebrity by, by any way. I mean, I'm just someone that makes the likes of T-Bone, the celebrities yeah. get on and carry on. The first time I felt like I had 
I'll let you know you're the first guest to be on twice. That's pretty damn celebrity right there. That is, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you it's know, pretty what? damn celebrity oh, stuff. I, I am absolutely honored. And in such a short space, of, are you running Not out of me. people to get on here? Or what? <laughs> no, I'm dying. Literally. Actually, I, I'm Literally. like, I think we have 30 <laughs> that we haven't aired yet. Well, no, it is. No, it is an honor to be on it. And especially across the bottom being asked anyway, twice. I mean, if I was in America and you asked me twice, I'd be thinking, Whoa, this is a big country, man. But to be like thousands of miles away over there, over here, here. Yeah. The, the, the first time I felt um, in this business, in this rock and roll business, the first time I felt like I'd, I'd actually achieved something and I thought, not a, not a celebrity, Joel, but more like now I can say I'm a roadie, if you like, was when we talked about, you said, how did this happen for you? Where did you start? And I said about the Mean Street Dealers back in Birmingham in the You were drafting. And I was a draftsman. And I used mm. to watch this band week after week. And then one week they said, you, do you know what the back line is? I went, yes, it's all the band gear. And do you know what the lemon is? Yeah, that's the van outside. And they went, all the back line goes in the lemon. And I'm like, yeah, okay, shit. And I was just helping them out. And I became... I was like, well, I'm a fucking roadie now. That's it. It begins. And that was Pete Russell, who's still an engineer to this day, and Brian Evans, who we lost a couple of years ago there. And they yeah. they gave me the start. And, and to be someone going out and watching bands all over the place, and then one band going, you've seen us enough time. You, you seem to, you're, like, you're interested. And I used to go, what, where did this plug in? What's that? And them going, well, yeah, that's the back line. You know what that is. That's the truck. Put it in there. And then I'll be like, how do these amps wire up? They had a, t a massive 2K PA rig, huge. And I would like, well, what's all this about amplifiers and shit? Then I felt, you know, cool. But this, this, I met George Harrison, that, and I worked for him. That's some, that's another little yeah, level up in it. And then you that's get, and then, then you get called. You sat at home in your mother's house, and somebody calls you and says, can you come to Paris tonight, Alice Cooper? And you think someone's having me on, you know, Alice Cooper. I'm, yeah. Okay. And Was your mom little... like, it's about time you work for a nice lady? <laughs> she, <laughs> I'd stop. I'd stop. Did your mom puppet. put her tea down and be, oh my <laughs> gosh. I know. I said, I've got to go to Paris, mom. And um, she said, do you need, do you, my mom's eyes, do you need some fresh clothes iron for you before you go? I said, no, I'll just take a couple of t shirts and some jeans. Who is it for? Alice Cooper. Who's she? <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> but my mum was kind of very rocket. My mum, I'll get, I'll show, I'll put some pictures up. My mum was at uh, Donington, 1992, with Davy Murray on this side of her and Yannick on this side of her and Bruce and my mum at Donington, fucking maiden. That's very cool. Rock and roll, you know, and she's from a little, little, little place in Ireland. You you put a pin in there, you'd never find it. If I told you where he was, you'd never find it. Did she like the show? She loved it. She watched the whole show and she loved the fireworks at the end. And then she went, Where, where's the beard tent? And then oh, the band with the God, beard really? tent. Yeah. And she got on famously with Davy Murray's sister. They were like, just like this. And Davy loved it a bit. Nico, I mean, Nico, you know, Nico's quite, like, all right, darling. He's a lovely guy, Nico. All right, where are you going, mate? He's Patty. Yeah, he's horrible. Yeah. Don't you call my son horrible, you know, all this. <laughs> My mum at Donington, great, you know, that's, that, that's a great feeling having your mother at Donington, 
I know how the bands feel now when all the mothers go to all these big gigs. It's a fantastic yeah. feeling, you know? Yeah. The first time the first time I asked I got asked to be a roadie, that's the time that I film like I could smile and go, Yeah, man. And these guys actually, when they said come and work for us, GBH, Birmingham they're boys. They're from my neighborhood. Do you want to help us out with some gigs? Fucking yeah. You know? Yeah. You work you work for Motorhead. Yeah, fuck Motorhead. It's GBH, Birmingham. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Tommy? Uh, the first gig that made me feel... An empty gig, just a, an event. When I was his um, <laughs> Yeah, having Batty for attack, that was it. That was, that was your that was one? Top sausage, yeah. Um, top sausage. You are famous, Batty. Any, any, any of it was, was very great. I mean, when I when I got that first gig with Lee, it just... I've been yeah. playing these shows yet. I mean, I, I was very happy about that. That was great, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, the Get in the Coop gig was great, too. All, all of them. The White Line gig was great, you know. I love touring with Ford. I, I, Ford was always great. She, you know, I remember the first time. How long did you tour with her? Pardon me? How long were you with her? Um, well, I did that first tour, that, um, that Lita tour. Um, and then I went back and did another tour for uh, Dangerous Curves. Okay. That was great. I always loved playing with Lita. Um, I remember the first time I went there, I remember her just playing like uh, Highway Star, No for No, no you know. I mean, she was really good, you know, and I was, I thought it was great. You She's liked honest, Lita, didn't you? Honest yeah, you, rock yeah. musician. Yeah. You liked yeah. Lita, didn't you? You enjoyed that gig. I know you did. You was, you was I did. I was, it was yeah. good because uh, like when that audition with me and her drummer, Chuck Dowell, Charlie, I mean, yeah. it, it was, it was, it was good. It was really good. And you could tell right away. It was just like, yeah. you can tell. Sometimes you can oh, just tell. Yeah. You know when you're locked in. I mean, you yeah. and Pete Friesen was, was something else on that you know, stage right. I was fucking... Pete was great. Me and Pete were the douche twins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were fucking locked in, man. <laughs> they used to play me up, the pair of them. But you know what? They were, it was that, that whole band, was they were all locked in. But to work... Because sometimes when you work for two people, Joel, like you... There's one of them that wants a bit more attention than the other. And, you know, and I could, I could say that with Motorhead. Lemmy and I worked for Lemmy and Wurzel at the same time. But Lemmy always came first. I knew that. But one night when I went to sort Wurzel out, Lemmy got... It's the only time he kind of... Yeah, and I forgive him because it wasn't really him at the time. He bit a little. Hey, chew my bass up first. <laughs> but that's not Lemmy. He's not like that. He's not a prima donna and shit like that. But these two, Pete... Pete Friesen and T-Bone here, they're, they're, pff, none of that shit. Remember when we did Wembley? We, when we did yeah. Wembley? And there was yeah. there was like an after party somewhere. Yeah. And uh, I went down and just wanted to get a beer at the bar and, and Lemmy's at the bar. He's like, yeah, hey, that's I'm, right, yeah. let me get you a drink. And I'm all, I, I, I just want like a Bud, Bud Light. He's like, uh, yeah, just not like, a drink. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are right. That is not yeah. a drink. <laughs> this is like Lemmy Bone. That's not a drink. <laughs> and Lemmy's all right, Bass. All right, Lem, how are you going? <laughs> this is Bone. He's all right. <laughs> so that was with Alice Cooper? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was when we were talking. So he out. was at the venue bar just hanging out? Well, yeah, yeah there was. They had like an after some. Yeah, it's oh, Wembley. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Wembley. They they're all going to turn up, and I turn up with yeah. him. He's like, "I batty, little brummy bastard." I said, "This is bone." You know, give him a give him a drink. Bud Light. I think Bud. I know. <laughs> I'm still the same, dude. You still drink Bud Light? Lightweight. 
Yeah, lightweight. Shitty American there, Dave Beard. <laughs> I can't do Bud Light, yeah. Yeah, I can't do any Bud. I got any of that stuff. <laughs> what about in New what? Zealand? How long were you in New Zealand? Ooh. We just, how long were we? A week? Remember we were drenched. It was they made shirts drenches. Alice Cooper drenches New Zealand. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. Gig was out in a tent, and you guys yeah. came to. We yeah. can only put one of your amps up. We can only do yeah. this because there's only yeah. so many. And then there was water pouring on the stage. And yeah, yeah. I loved I New we... Zealand when I was there, and the beer there was fantastic. That's a very beer. low in alcohol. Very, yeah. very low. You can drink beer all day and you'll be sober. Which, well, I can drink right. beer all day and I'll be sober anyway. If it's even if it's brummy beer, like you know, I can drink it all day. <laughs> I'm still sober, and yeah, they are, yeah. But it's a beautiful country, Joel. It's absolutely. Yeah. Oh man, we Australia were, too. We loved it. You get my yeah. my girlfriend to get me in the vibe. She she booked one. He was the local beer maker, and you can drink as much as you want in his house. So we oh, got cool. there, and I kind of oh, smiled, absolutely. just thinking, "Oh mm. shit!" But this is going to be great, and it was. It was such good beer. He was an English guy, actually, living in New Zealand. And um, I don't know, man. It was like 4%. So that's, that's all right, yeah. Yeah, you're that's fine. You're basically, you're having beers and you're just, he said, if you want to get drunk, go get some spirits. Yeah. Drink Possible, as much wine. Yeah. 4%. You can get some canned beer if you want that's heavier, but I don't, <laughs> I like to hang out. I don't want to get hammered. So <laughs> no, just have a, have a quaffable pint. Isn't that right, Bone? Just quaffable ale. Quaffable. Yeah, quaffable ale. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, are you drinking beers? That's actually you, a measurement. <laughs> when you're setting up all the equipment, are you drinking beers or are you wait till after the gig? Well, me. Yeah, you. Yeah, him? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, I never like during like gig gig time. Forget it. That you know, I don't. I don't do any of that shit. No, I wait till very serious I, about. What I, I, I mean, what, the only time I did, and, and this is the truth, Bono knows, is again when when uh, we did got a cat we coop. Um, it's the crew against the band and it'd be Coop and Pete and Bone and, and Al mm. against across the stage. And and I just said one night, no, Alice doesn't drink. So I used to say, you know what, I'm gonna go out with a with a can of Budweiser. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fucking drink it in front of him and throw the empty tin at him and spit beer at him and shit. And so what I'd do before I'd go on, we'd have all these jackets on and we look like, you know, just bikers and yeah, come and go. And I'd I'd have before the queue, I'd have this Budweiser, which I f- can't, I don't like, but I'd drink like a lot and leave a little bit in the can. And as we go out on stage with cigarettes and this beer and coop, and then I'd show it to Coop and the, his face would be like thunder, you know. And then I'd drink the rest of it and throw the can at him and spit some out at him and shit. And that's the only time I'd ever have a But after, during the day and setting the gig up and doing the gig. Did you get a raise? <laughs> well i actually said to him you know the first time i did it and i thought oh, i want a promotion i crushed the can up and threw it at him and then coop's look was like yeah yeah, yeah. and afterwards the next day, i said you don't mind about that beer thing coop you know i just i just thought i'd try it and he went you know what i think it's great we should have a chain link fence across the stage and you climb over it and throw the beer i said you don't mind he went no man it's he it didn't at all didn't mind at all he's like yeah cool you drink if you want i don't care throw the can at me and you know but that uh, then after the show with gears away and then have a beer then that's your downtime you know and yeah. as long as like on a lot of tours boner now as long as the same on iron maiden as long as you're up to do your gig the next day and you're there whether you've had a day off and you should be on the bus call or you, you you've traveled from gig to gig and your truck's been dumped and you should be there 
no one really cared what you did in between. You know, you'd just be there, and and generally you'd be have a few beers on the bus. You know, but I, I can't drink during the like get during the day or any of that. No, it ain't for me. That ain't. I just, it wouldn't happen. I wouldn't get my shit together. I wouldn't yeah. be all over the place, but I wouldn't get my shit together. Even if I had one or two cans of Budweiser, which I, I wouldn't put. I know I've had a beer, and I don't know if that's psychological. My my gig is that gig. It's looking after T-Bone, and, and you know, the, him and Pete were the easiest guys and the whole trash were the easiest guys to look after, but you could go, yeah, I'll just have a beer now. But if you have one, you might want another, and by the time the show comes around, Bone had spotted straight away. You know, if I'd had beers or anything, he'd be thinking... What the fuck's this guy doing? You know? <laughs> Dude, remember, whenever, when you left, when you remember when we um we you were you stayed in Europe or whatever when that's that's near it, yeah. that tour, and we had to go to I think Arizona or something, and I had another fill in tech. Yeah. And remember the oh, old yeah. TU the TU uh, tuners? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, still got it. Well, yeah, well yeah. he thought he thought E with the dot was E on and it was E sharp. Oh, e for sharp. D sharp. So I get out there and I'm playing. I'm like, that ain't right. <laughs> so I go back and I tune really quick. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, and he was just, just a filling guy. And he's like, I used to work for blah blah. And I'm like, okay, go, what did he play? He goes, Oh, uh, yeah, a Gibson precision bass. And I'm like, really? Okay. Right. Yeah. And, Fatty, and, where are you? You know? And it's like it's it's that that kind of thing is like relates to like working for Chris Cornell when when Kevin introduced us and he opened his hotel door and this is Batty and his work for Iron Man and he went, he stopped him and went, I don't care what who you work for, can you fix my problem? And that's when I said to him, have you got $10? And he looked at Kevin and went, I've just fucking met the guy, he wants $10. I took the $10 off him and said, I've got to go and have a beer, I'll see you tomorrow. And the $10 was for the battery clips for the radio pack. And now, you know, and gone i can't i can't drink doing a gig it'd be like like drinking and driving i couldn't do it it's, yeah yeah you're you're fine was chris you, cornell the first person who had a was he the first person you worked for who actually had ten dollars <laughs> well he had to ruse around for it on his bed and all the clothes and everything it was great you know bone never had anything man i <laughs> you know why because t-bone and and pete and the rest of the band they wouldn't take the advice of myself kenny Tom Hannon, Putter T. Davis, and Dancer, uh, and and Dan Steams, who said who we told them at the start of the tour, don't play golf with Alice Cooper, don't play cards with Alice Cooper, never play poker with Alice Cooper. He will have your money. And I, Bone, I've got right down here, so in this box, I've got an itinerary, one of the tours where in the back, Alice has written down the scorecard for all you guys and how much money is taken off you. And it was put into the itinerary of the next tour. Yeah. Never play Alice Cooper at cards or golf. <laughs> wow. And we all we all told them and they wouldn't listen because they were young rock gods. And we we're just like, yeah, we know what we're doing. And Did Alice you play poker with them then, Tommy? You lose money? No, no I didn't. I never. I'm not a poker player. So I'm he don't know play, yeah, do. good. That's I think the Derek, best place Derek, Derek lost his shirts and everything. He lost everything, man. I think Alice owns all them keyboards and everything. <laughs> oh, so he beat there really yeah. well. He probably did. Never play him. I don't think Pete either did either, but I know he'd lean dedicate. Don't play Alice Cooper at golf or poker, man. Forget it. <laughs> Never do it. Just get an Love autograph it. and, you know, ask him for some pizza and M&Ms and, you know, and a photograph. And 
don't challenge him to a game. I I hooked Alice up with Iron Maiden with Dave Murray and Nico for a game because they said like oh, he plays golf. Can you? Yeah, well Arizona hooked him up, and and when they came, when Davey and Nico came back to the gig, they were like, he he just watched. He's really good. Yeah. And and he was such a nice guy. And they, there's two rock stars going, wow, you know, he's just such a nice guy, you know. But he's great at golf. I told you. Yeah. Don't play him at poker either. <laughs> there's another little tip for you that you won't listen to. So what are you doing on the bus? You can't play poker. You just watch TV? On the bus? Well, I don't know about Bone. He was probably jet-setting everywhere. But on the crew bus, it was... Well, what we used to do, we used to have... Pizza and beer and, and them little, what they call White Castle shit. Oh, White yeah, Castle. White Castle burger. And, and then we'd just slag the band off all, all night. How bad the bass player was and the keyboard player was an asshole. And, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, and we did the that. same thing about the crew. That's exactly, yeah. Reciprocal. Yeah, we know where we were, you know. Bringing <laughs> worlds together. It was awesome. It was a pretty That's good right, yeah. machine. That was a yeah. That 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 trash thing was was well cool. It's one of the best yeah. I've done without a doubt. It was. So, so what do you cool. got going on now? What are you? Uh, do you got anything lined up, Tommy? Now that um, dude, I I was doing my own band a few years back ago, um, Razor Bliss. Yeah, and I'm back in here oh, in yeah. Ohio, and my um, my brother um, he got brain cancer, and his his band is Reaganomics. So oh, when he I, passed, I I start taking over. Um, yeah, he got he got glioblastoma multiform, and he passed in uh, July fifth, uh, twenty thirteen. So oh, I've been doing that. I've been doing the gig since twenty ten. I had cancer first. Oh, I got uh, diagnosed right. and like I got it sorted out, and then um, good. Then he got he got he got it, but you know, glioblastoma. Oh, it's the same sorry, thing bro. with her. Cool. I never knew that. Bonus. It kind of puts a gully down your life. You just, you know, do what you got to yeah, do. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, I went to a gig on Friday, Bone, and you know what? It was fine. People are sitting down, and you can't stand up and sit. But you know what? It's a gig, and it was great. And I'm, I'm going to one in uh, Manchester in September, which is fifty-five thousand. And who's that? That's that's a, a band called the Cortinas, supported by a, a band I've been raving about for four years called Blossoms, and uh, the opening act is Johnny Marr, and mm-hmm. it's for my son's my son's twenty first. He phoned me up, and when he phones me, "Hi, Dad, I'm going. How much is this phone call going to cost?" He went, "Well, nothing. I'm phoning you from my phone. I'm going. No, how much is this going to cost?" And he went, well, you know, for my twenty first birthday, we were going to New York, and I went, yeah, yeah. How much is this going to cost? He went. Well, you know, we went to Manchester Cricket Ground to watch that band four years ago, Cortinas. I went, yeah. He said, they're on again on my birthday. Ah. How much is it going to cost? He went, I thought you and me could go. (laughs) How much is it going to cost? He said, £50 a ticket. I went, and they went, oh. He said, and he knows. I like the Blossoms. He went, Blossoms are the opening act. I went, we're going. Get the tickets. (laughs) We're gone. He said, we can have the weekend in Manchester, man. Get a hotel. And I went, well, you're the tour manager. Sort it out, my man. And he went on the line uh, Friday. The tickets went on sale at 9 o'clock. 55,000 tickets sold out in eight minutes. Amazing. Oh. Eight minutes. So, you know what, Bone? You know, you, like we don't go to gigs on day off. And we did in New Zealand. We went to see some... Uh, the bands that play all the music and all, you know. But I'm I'm looking forward to going to 
watch it. And he said, we've got to be there when the doors open at three o'clock because I want to get up the front. And I'm like, I'm not going up the back in front with a 55. Where are you going to have a piss? Do I look like a fucking punter? And, I looked, I, and he went, I said, you going to have a piss? He went, oh, yeah, I never thought of that. So I said, you've been to all these gigs and you've never felt your leg get warm. No. I said, well, no one's had a piss up your leg then, have they? Yes. I said, I'll be bringing my fold-out chair and I'll be sitting in front of the sound desk on the grass with a can of beer watching you lot pissing yourself, <laughs> pissing up each other's legs. <laughs> and I've never been so happy to go to a gig with 55,000 people and be on the other side, Joel, of, the yeah. state of that, you know? Because when you're on the that's sort of the stage side of that barrier, it's all... And I can understand the likes of Jeff Lynn and people who say, I don't like crowds. I get it. Because and then you think, how can you play in front of like forty thousand people? Because it's controlled. Yeah. Before COVID, you're this side, you know. No one can get you. And, yeah. and now you guys do any tours where they do? They got a bazillion people on the stage. Oh, Eddie Ryan made me always that on on uh, one of the songs they did. They always got people up. And, yeah, I just mean right. I don't know. There's the tours where they just like everybody seems to be on the damn stage in the beginning of the show you're like don't these people want to oh, see yeah, the show they no. should go out the front like yeah. they fill all pretty, the side fill they fill it i never it got pretty, that yeah uh, pretty stat all with cooper maiden what, what there was a bone to know this what there's a time when the changeover's happening and that's done and the local crew all go away and then that's that's it then anybody else in that little bit of the backstage they're going to get spotted straight away because you just shouldn't be there the only people yeah. that should be there are the people that are on stage, the techs. Yeah. On stage, you know, and someone strange would be like, who's that? Oh, it's the drummer's wife or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But someone he else. Blames the drummer always. Every time you see it. Always drum, blame play. the drummer, man. Drummer Everybody does. Men, <laughs> yeah, that's right, bone. I'm not alone, am I, bone? It's not, a, you know, men, women, and drummists. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But yeah, it, no, you never get. I mean, Slayer were different. When, when, when I did Kerry the first couple of times and he wore that big thing with the nails on stick uh, great man nine inch nails sticking yeah yeah and anybody run on stage and like manchester apollo somebody runs up and, and kerry used to just go and stick it in the chest <laughs> <laughs> right off the stage and i'll be like yeah so that's why you wear it you went no i wear it because i like the pain yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. now no one should really get on stage once starts happening well once showtime starts with the opening act or whatever no one will get there i got one i got this guy i was doing an stp show and the, the guy jumps on the stage and he's just he's fucking huge yeah you can't he's like six that. eight like just massive human being and so i walk over to him and he just looks horrified <laughs> and i'm yeah. looking, like what am i gonna i'm a little guy i'm i'm, I'm five eight you know and so i look up and i shake his hand and I walk him off the side of the stage, down the steps, and back up. And I remember the band. I just remember all looking at me like that was fucking amazing. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. That's on side, shake the hand and go. Let's go have a beer. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah, that's yeah, a good. Let's yeah, go drink a beer. But but that's you know a big big guy. They'll jump on stage and all of a sudden they're there and it's they don't know what to do. Price. It's like what do we do next? Now what? Well, you know, you're either going to get security to throw you back in the pit, or you're going to get someone like you go. Come on, let's go. Let's head. Remember when we were in um, where were we? We were uh, I think we were in Oregon, and some guy got on stage and had his arm around Alice, and as soon as he lifted his arm, 
I went and I jumped and I kicked him right into the pit. Yeah, I think that was cool. I think that was Oregon. I did that in Miami too. Yeah. And he landed right next. Cheryl, Alice's wife, was in the pit watching in a chair. He's just, <laughs> just missed her. I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, you're all right, Bone. You're cool. <laughs> yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the time things will start getting. You'll you'll find someone jumping on you if someone gets to Alice, which that don't happen. We'd all be on there, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't happen a lot. Maidens are saying they don't get many stage invaders, but once they get there, well, it's not a lot of them maiden. They just jump up and down for a bit, and yeah. someone comes off from the side, and maiden just go and go. They'll just go the same as you did, Joel. Come on, let's go now. You've had yeah, yeah. of And you know well, they what? They're, so, they're up there looking around, going, "What now?" No, and they did it, and they can go back with their friends and go. Oh, I got on stage, and I, did you see it? And I got yeah, and yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it, it, the worrying thing is you, once in a while you might get someone who's a bit, maybe with Alice as well or Slayer, a bit, they've got something else in mind, you know? Yeah, well, uh, that's scary. Yeah, it is scary. That's why That's why everybody's treated the same, I think, when they jump on stage. They're just, if you've got security that are a bit, a bit more, I don't know, hands-on or whatever you want to call it, they'll just, or like T-Bone, give them a kick and get them in the, and, and you, because you know what they got. You might have people like you, Joel, and just take them off, and you might get lucky. Yeah, take them off. off well, on Poison, when all the naked girls would come on the last song, I would definitely be helpful. I'd take them off. Yeah, yeah, get them off. Nice yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice thing yeah, to get do. the phone numbers. In. How are you going? <laughs> to be honest, I, I, I didn't Gentleman. understand it. Brett would do that at the last show. He would, or the last song, they play uh, Kiss, yeah. Uh, yeah. Party Every Night or whatever, and he'd anybody come up and i'd be looking like this is just nuts the liability here is incredible i mean you'd have hundreds and hundreds of people coming up immediately yeah, yeah. and yeah. uh i don't know though nothing bad ever happened that i saw there was no. never a problem no. anywhere and it, i don't know it just worked i remember no. bobby would, uh bobby doll would run up to the top to try and play because there was too many people too many there. Yeah. Be i think now it might huh? look at they look at it different now perhaps and think well no it's insurance i mean uh, i don't I know imagine. i don't know I, I i worked for a few bands scott weiland you know come on down come on down you know what are you doing up yeah. there but uh i don't know what they would do now because now we're supposed to be standing a little bit away from each other people oh no i mean now yeah. is like all like all this is over and we can get back to a proper concert so i don't know <laughs> if people would be like no not none of this covid shit just say we're back to normal I don't know what happened. Other people might go, it's insurance, mail, man. Yeah, okay. Well, no one's got. Yeah, but I yet. think that people, ha they haven't been socializing in person. So maybe no, yeah. some of your head is like, oh, I don't know if I want to go into that big crowd. I don't know. Yeah. Whereas yeah. before you push your way through to meet Fangio. <laughs> you know, yeah. You, Fan yeah. You, get, you don't realize how, how famous that is, Fangio. You, you, it's like I'll have to find my hat. I'll show it to you. I think yeah. you'll like it. I don't know where it is, but Fangio's actually, gone. I might have it here. It's God Racing Driver. What's Fangio? I think I do have it here. I'll see if I can find it. You'll get a kick out of it. Fish I was race. a little boy, and my father was a race car driver, and we went to Laguna Sega, which is in California. It's a racetrack. And um, I got this little Jaguar hat and my dad, um, I was going to get it signed by uh, two fellows. One's Fangio, the other's Sterling Moss. These are really important. Oh, Sterling Moss from where I am, my area. That's where he grew up. Yeah, whole green. Like big deal. And I'm a little dude and I crawled through everybody's legs 
and I got I got my I got the hat signed, and I remember my father being so proud. He's like, "Good job, good job." Yeah. But I crawled through. But who's gonna stop a little three or four year old kid, you know? And I just popped up in the front. I remember Fangio looking down at me with his big smile, and he looked. Yeah. He's like, and he signed my hat. He was very happy to do that's, it. That's I think like that's the stuck. only time in my life I've asked for a signature. An old guy, yeah. Well, it's a bit. Well, I'll tell you what, you couldn't ask for a better one, right? That's. He's God, racing Fangio, forget about it. <laughs> I'll run off. I'll find it. I'll show it to you. You'll get a kick That's so cool, that is. You know, tell you. It's worth more than your John McVie bases. <laughs> <laughs> He'll hate me for saying that, but there you go. <laughs> 64 base is a nice thing, I was told. It's in the original case. It's a nice thing. And yeah, what else did I have? I've had I've had some pretty cool instruments. I've got a I've got an old uh, banjo here that's pretty neat. It's a 62 Gibson banjo, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 And then you uh, any like um, Caradonna basses? Oh. No, I've got one bass here right tell now. Me, tell me for, Caradonna you want. To... It's a uh, <laughs> Halo bass. Halo. I've heard a Halo bass. Yeah. 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 So I got that. I'm actually just selling it for a friend of mine who moved. She's a roadie who moved recently and I helped her sell it. But. I don't know. I like instruments and honestly, instruments are pretty easy to sell in general. They're not a bad thing to have as long as you know a little bit, you know, the next warp, yeah, yeah. I, I might not be the guy. I don't know, you know, which is a big deal, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. And so a wind instruments of all the pads are gone. It's pretty expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sax uh, is not, yeah, that is. Yeah. I mean, that's intricate. That's engineering. That shit is, you know, it's expensive to get them to redo it yeah, much more than I thought. I have a buffet here that I need to get repadded. And it's expensive. I'll, I'll tell you, I wouldn't like it. Sax. I, I like looking at saxophone. I think the and trumpets and all, the the engineering is like something else, man. Oh, it's a beautiful yeah, thing. All like, the way. Ah, the, yeah, I know, love I it all. How'd you work that shit? How do you know? Yeah. Well, see, I don't play, so everything, all this stuff, the guitars, the basses, it's all neat. But I don't know. The one ah, thing that's really me, bass is whenever I hold one, I'm like, this thing's so fucking heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I love a standing bass. A standing bass is maybe my one of my favorite, most. Yeah, but fancy cotton that round if you're in a band with one of those, man. They, fucking... Oh, it's badass. a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, super badass. I don't. I like that. And then uh, yeah, a look bass that clarinet. Shit, bass clarinet is cool. Yeah. 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 You need one of them Alembics like Bonehead. You know, when we did we did Grease with, with Coop and we had to load in at three in the morning because it would be so hot otherwise. Yeah. And uh, it, it was at uh, Panathinaikos Football Stadium in Athens. And you could you could see the Acropolis in the distance. So we're all like sound checking in the day and that. And, uh, and I get Bones bass out and I'm great, man. They all come back like two hours later. It went the Acropolis, man. It was cool. And Bone and Pity going, we could hear you playing the bass, man. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Oh, like, yeah, go on. Then. And I used to do like uh, Money, Pink Floyd. You can hear that up at the Acropolis, man. It was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I remember that gig. I remember that gig. That was, that was a cool hot. gig, wasn't it? That was hot. Yeah, that yeah it was. Yeah, it was. We, well, we got there, Bone. It was, it was my birthday that day. We, we got there. We had to load in at two in, two in the morning. It was too, would be too hot in the, in the day. And yeah. geez, by nine o'clock, it was like, forget about it, you know. Fucking, yeah. What a gig. It was great. What a gig. They're all off sightseeing and I'm thrashing away. And they come back. Yeah, I'm only, I heard you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Oh, you played my He's doing that Birmingham talk again. <laughs> 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 
that's American talk for all. That was American. English beer. He got English beer. <laughs> that's Homer Simpson there. That was good. I mean, when we did Bad Company, the Company of Strangers albums, 90, 95, 96, and it was great. I mean, they were great to work for. And they, they were at the manor in Oxford in England, and uh, they had some strings, and they said, let's get Michael Kamen in. So Charlie Brusco, the manager, yeah, he's over your side. He gets Kamen, comes in. You know, so such a cool guy, but in the, I mean, they've got a string quartet in the studio, and, and they're like, Bucket, the guitar player, Dave, he's saying, Will they play anything you write? And he, and he went, yeah, watch this. And he got some manuscripts and just wrote. He just wrote something. Like, well, he wrote it out and, and dropped it. Just play this, you know. And went back in the studio and they started playing this shit. And it was like, they're just looking at each other going, what the fuck? What is this? But we'll play. Just shit, shit. Just like a spider's walked over this manuscript, you know. And they played every fucking note of it, everything. Every, and he said, there you go. He said, great, proper musicians. And they'll just play whatever I write, you know. And yeah. and to see that was like, this guy's fucking... And them, you know, they, the, those people were like, they will. They just, they can fucking read music and they know what they're doing. Yeah. But any job he put on there, and that was Cayman and a great guy, you know. Yeah, so like, humor. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was great because it's like you know, bad company were like that. Will they play anything? Yeah, watch. <laughs> Do you remember when Derek asked me to carry his baggage in in the airport, Bone? I don't remember that. Do you remember but that? I'd love to see that. <laughs> oh, we got. Well, here's one for you, Joel. You could be sure. slip this. Into it. We, we're we're in uh, we're in America somewhere, and we got a flight somewhere, and Derek. Derek was all right. Derek, Derek, Derek actually came up to me in New York, Bone, when there was Iron Maiden at the Beacon, and he came up to me. This is like years on from Coop, uh, and I immediately recognised him. And he, he come up, he went, "Paddy, I just want to say, I was a fucking asshole, and trash." <laughs> and I went, "Yeah, you were, but at least you know now, so that's cool." So we're we're at an airport one day, and uh, I'm I'm doing Al Al and and Derek. And Derek comes up. He, Derek was great, you know. We used to call him Caligula and all sorts because you get all the women. And he was really aloof. And he came up to me and went, "Collect my bags, will you, boy?" Like this. And I went, "When you learn to play the black notes as well as the white notes, or think about collecting your baggage." And Coop was right next to me. And and and, and oh, Pete, Pete Friesen went, "Derek, you're such a dick." <laughs> And I like walked off. I oh, yeah, leave you to it. He was all right. Derek was all right. But he, when he went to play for Dream Theater, Bone, he went to New York when I saw him, he said, you know what? When I went to Dream Theater, hmm. I had to learn how to fucking play. I had to fucking learn. You know, that, that like woke him up, you know. And, and you yeah. know, he was okay. But the first thing he said to me, Baddy, I'm sorry. I was such a fucking asshole. On and I laughed. I went, yeah, you were. But at least you know, you know you were. So we're all right. You know, it's cool. Daddy was fine. That was a great band. Great for hours of laughing. Hours oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Derek was oh, you know. And it, I don't know where he is now. He must be doing something, but you know. I don't know where Pete is. I'd love to know where Pete Freeze is. I know, I'd love to know where Pete is too, yeah. 
Some it's not on Facebook. You look on Facebook, find no, it. They can't find him. And you know what, uh, Joel? We used to go, me and Pete, where the Almighty used to support us on the One Coop tour. A Scottish band, great Rick Warwick. And uh, me and Pete used to go out and watch every night, watch watch uh, the Almighty. And we stood at the sound. And one night, Pete went, You know, Bat, he said, I'd love to fucking play in this band. I fucking love it. And the next tour, the guitarist had left. Cooper got another guitarist, and the, the Almighty are opening for Cooper again. And who's on guitar? Pete Friesen. No, oh, that's neat. And there's fucking, he was like, he was just like a dog with two dicks, you know. He was fucking stoked. <laughs> he's, on, he's on Cooper and he's playing for the Almighty. He's like, and he knew everybody. Like, fucking, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Some guitar player, man. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. Stay in touch. If you guys ever need anything, bark at me. Uh, Batty, yeah, I'm yeah, talking to you all the yeah. time. So, you know, stay no, in no, touch. Yeah, yeah. Stay Tommy, in touch if you ever need anything, yeah. yell at me. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Hey, right, T-Bone, let's, let's stay in touch, Bone. It's good to Absolutely, see you. Absolutely, Matt. Yeah. yeah, man, it's great to see you. you. You're still ugly, ain't you? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care, guys. take care, bro. Great. Thanks, Bye, guys. Take it easy. Later. Later. Hey, thanks for watching Party Like a Rockstar. If you're not already subscribed to the Facebook or YouTube channels, do it. We're also on Twitter. Instagram, and TikTok. The handle is Party of Stars. Thanks for watching. You'll see you next time.